the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome to our number two, Bruce Hooley Show. You can interact with us, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Email the show, Bruce, at 989theanswer.com. I hope you're making available to yourself all the show content via the podcast link. Find that at 989theanswer.com. Click on Shows, click on Podcasts. You'll find the show content condensed down to half-hour increments or a little bit less, about 20-minute increments. Easy to listen to on your walk with the dog or your workout. Maybe two for a workout. Got to get that heart rate up, 40 minutes or so. So Aaron puts that together every day. I would uh, appreciate it if you would listen. And you can leave us a message after hours at the same number, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. We just got done with Rob Walgate, American Policy Roundtable, talking about the legal opposition to the EdChoice Scholarship Program in the state of Ohio. Scholarship's a misnomer. It's not your academic achievement that gets you the scholarship. It is your income or modest income, really. You have to be at no more than 250% of the poverty line, about $70,000 for a family of five, or you don't qualify. Teachers have, throughout the pandemic, demonstrated that they do not have the education of students, first and foremost, on their priority list. Nowhere has it been more clearly demonstrated than in Chicago, where the teachers' union is enormously powerful. And after Christmas break, last night voted to the tune of a 77% against attending school to do their jobs. That's right, 77%, excuse me, 73%, still an astronomical number, of union members, Chicago Teachers Union, voted to stay home saying, ooh, COVID, 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 Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. Now, I would assume these teachers are uh, able to read. And if so, they would be able to see that the numbers show that while test positives are way up, hospitalizations are not way up and deaths are not way up. Hospitalizations have risen by about a third across the country in the past week. say, wow, that's really bad, Bruce. What are you talking about? Maybe they should stay home. Uh, That is 30% below what hospitalization numbers were during the peak of COVID last January, before we had vaccines, before we had boosters, and we were still figuring out which therapeutics can we use. Still can't use ivermectin, still can't use hydroxychloroquine, that's a horse dewormer, and a crazy person medicine, according to the uh, people who advocate it, although they are not crazy people and they are not insane, And they are people who, in the case of Joe Rogan and Dennis Prager, have had COVID and recovered from it. 
and lots of others. So these Chicago teachers don't want to go back to work. Because I admit, who wants to go back to work when you can get paid for staying home and doing nothing? Or mailing it in on Zoom. Now, a couple other numbers that I found online, one of which I find highly, highly, highly enlightening when it comes to the failure of public schools in the state of Ohio. Uh, This is a site called OhioByTheNumbers.com. It is put together by the Thomas B. Fordham Institute. This is an organization that has a national office, but it also has an Ohio office. And the Fordham Institute is an advocate for charter schools. So just want to let you know, that's their prejudice. They're on my side in this. And they break down school enrollment in all kinds of ways. Did you know we had 3,063 traditional public school districts in the state of Ohio? They enroll almost 1.6 million students. Say, well, how many million students do those charter schools and those private schools enroll, Bruce? Must be like, you know, I don't know, 1.3 million. They must be threatening to overtake the public schools. Hmm. No, not really. Not really that close. How many students in Ohio attend a school that is not a public school? All right, let's add these up. 31,000 are homeschooled. 169,000 attend a charter school that is not a public school. Like KIPP is a charter school, but it's technically a public school. Although you can't just walk move into the neighborhood and say, hey, I live next to KIPP. I think I'll go to KIPP. No, you got to be in the lottery. Why is there a lottery? Because KIPP's a very high-performing school. And a lot of parents want their kids to go to KIPP. And they only have so much room in the classroom. And they can only hire so many teachers. So there's a waiting list, 2,000 plus long, of people who want to be rescued from the inept environment of Columbus Public Schools. Inept and dangerous, I might add. Okay, so back to my count. Remember, 1.55 million, 1,554,000 students attend public schools in Ohio. How many don't? These are the ones that the opponents to the school choice program, the opponents to the backpack bill, they're afraid they're going to lose control of their monopoly on students. So, I mean, it stands to reason. Let's total up the number of students who aren't going to public schools. Charter public schools like KIPP, 103,000. STEM public schools like Lyndon McKinley is a STEM public school. 3,000. Wow. Got to eliminate those. So that's it. That's the totality right there. So there's 172K and 31 more makes 203K and another 103 makes 300,000 students in the state of Ohio, could go to public school, but do not. 300,000, one-fifth, 20%. 20% of students are the ones that these wacko teachers' union advocates, anti-parent, anti-student, anti-grade education advocates are against. The 20% who've made the sacrifice transportation-wise, cost-wise, convenience-wise, because it's unquestionably more convenient to go to a public school than it is to go to a charter school or a private school or be homeschooled. 
these are the ones. 20% are able to make that sacrifice financially, time-wise, all the other ways. And the people at, what's the name of this organization that always means exactly the opposite of what it says? No, this actually, well, I mean, Vouchers Hurt Ohio is the name of the organization. That's a lie. Of course it is. It's a progressive organization. They're incapable of telling the truth. They want to stop the 20%. They're worried about the 20% that are getting away. The 1.55 million they have, not enough. They want them all. I hope they lose in court and lose so bad, and they probably will, but it will be delightful to see how they fail. Now, speaking of failing, uh, did you know that uh, our president, Joe Biden's approval rating, is um, tanking? His disapproval numbers have soared to a whopping 56%. That is the worst of his presidency. I continue to hope for a downward descent of his approval rating because it will lead to what I think could be historic midterm election losses. And apparently I'm not the only one who thinks that because the number of retiring Democratic Congress members is now up to 25, one of whom is shouting Tim Ryan, who's been term limited. And he wants to scream at you as the second Democratic senator from the state of Ohio. He will be running against whoever wins the primary among the six major Republican candidates, Bernie Moreno, Matt Dolan, Jane Timken, Josh Mandel, J.D. Vance. It's been a while since I've done the roll call. I left one. Oh, Mike Gibbons. Sorry, Mike. And Mark Putika and others are running. They just were not part of the American Leadership Forum at Genoa back in October when we did that. So we're going to talk about the numbers that are prompting these retirements in Congress and Biden's latest tanking poll numbers next on The Bruce Hooley Show. So if you watched Monday Night Football, better yet, if you listened to Monday Night Football here on The Answer, you heard uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Finley, Ohio native, uh, win what many think is his final home game at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. Big Ben is thought to be retiring. Uh, We, I think most of us, look forward to retirement. We talk to Josh Pick every Monday of Aptus Wealth Management about retirement. Retirement is typically something that once you get there, uh, it's like, wow, this is awesome. I earned this. But there are some retirements that are not as celebrated as Ben Roethlisberger's or yours, if you've gotten with Aptus Wealth Management and are financially set for the future. There are some retirements that are more, well, rats from a sinking ship type of retirements. And that is the type we are talking about now when we talk about now 25 House Democrats who are retiring from Congress. The latest is Michigan Democrat Brenda Lawrence. She is leaving the House, and the number is expected to increase as Joe Biden's poll numbers continue to decrease and the likelihood of a bloodbath in the 2022 midterms 
becomes more of a reality every single day. Uh, Joe Biden's disapproval numbers at 49% last April in a CNBC change research poll uh, rose to 54% in September, are now at 56%. So that means more than half of all voters disapprove of the job President Biden is doing. And if given the option of giving him a letter grade, would give him a C or a D in all areas of his report card. Hmm. Now, what does this meant traditionally? You may have heard that the newly elected president in every midterm election loses a few seats at the halfway point of his presidency. But what about highly unpopular presidents? Well, in 2018, Donald Trump in the White House, I don't know why he was unpopular other than his mean tweets and his orange man bad persona because the economy was booming, unemployment was down, no one was messing with us on the foreign stage, no one was embarrassing us like the Taliban did. Nevertheless, Trump was unpopular in the polls and Republicans lost 40 seats in the House. 40! 34 Republicans had retired by the point of those elections. So we're not at 34 yet, only 25 Democrats, but there's uh, about 10 months to run before they actually have to retire. Now Joe Biden is below 50% in job approval rating. And Democrats who control the House by what? What's the margin? Five, I think, in the House. We're tied in the Senate. They're five plus in the House. Uh, 25 have chosen to retire. Now, incumbents have a ginormous advantage when you're running for re-election. I mean, just think here locally. How many years did Chalmers Wiley win? How many years did Steve Stivers win before he decided to quit midstream? So the chances are that if you have a new Democrat running, they will be, I mean, they have no choice but to embrace Joe Biden's policies, right? They have no choice but to be pro-death when it comes to babies in the womb. These are not policies that are serving Joe Biden well. Why would they serve people who want to uh, vote for those policies? Will these be people who will stand against Joe Biden spending us into an inflationary abyss? No, of course not. Will these be people who will stand for free and fair and honest elections? Or will they be people who lie about voter suppression and say that, no, no, ballot harvesting is good. No, mail-in ballots to everybody's good. You know which side of the aisle they will be on. Now, I'm kind of mixed on Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, the Republican from California. But I will say McCarthy did a pretty expert job of analyzing and evaluating the House districts around the country leading up to the presidential election in November. Because usually when your incumbent president loses, you're going to get crushed in the House. And the thought was, oh, the Dems are going to pick up seats in the House. (laughs) Well, sometimes the smartest people expect foolish things. Instead, the Republicans picked up seats in the House. Significant numbers of seats in the House. More than 10. I think it might have been more than 20. 
So it looks like with McCarthy analyzing everything again, that it's going to be a very, 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 very ugly midterm election for Democrats. And why would it not be? Because they advocate for policies that A, are unpopular, and B, don't make sense. Or maybe I reverse those. Maybe they are unpopular because they don't make sense. I'm just not just talking about abortion. I get it. Abortion's a morality issue. Everybody doesn't have the same morality. But pretty much everybody that I know, no matter which side of the aisle on, is against and would avoid, if given the choice, being a murder victim. I don't know anybody who goes, hmm, murder victim? Yeah, sign me up. Or victim of a violent crime. Don't know too many people who have hand in the air when you say, hey, looking for a volunteer here. Who would like to be carjacked or pistol whipped? Well, if you live in New York City, your chances of having that happen to you just went up. Thanks to, come on down, new prosecutor Alvin Bragg. Yeah, you've heard a lot about Eric Adams, the new mayor of New York City. Haven't heard too much about Alvin Bragg, but you're going to hear about him. Alvin Bragg is on the cover of the New York Post today. Why is Alvin Bragg on the cover of the New York Post? Because in his first memo to his staff this week, Alvin Bragg, I'm betting Alvin, was swept into office by an awful lot of George Soros money. Alvin Bragg said that he will not seek incarceration except for homicides and a handful of other cases, including domestic violence, felonies, not misdemeanors, some sex crimes, and, oh, of course, public corruption. Although Andrew Cuomo, if you didn't know, has been exonerated of having to go to jail for feeling up virtually every woman that crossed his path and for phonying up COVID deaths, which last time I thought, last time I last time I checked, falsifying a public record was a crime. Not in New York, not if Andrew Cuomo does it. So Alvin Bragg's policy will not seek sentences for life without parole, will not seek jail time. Get this. Armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores will be prosecuted only for petty larceny and misdemeanors if no victims are seriously injured. Hey, don't shoot me with that gun. You might go to jail. That's what you have to plea in order to not be murdered by a violent felon in New York. But they won't be behind bars if they do it. Thanks to our friend Alvin. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.